Hi everyone, welcome to Seeking Sabiludia, a podcast about self-discovery, spirituality, and purpose. This is Laura, your host. I'm back this week to talk about something that I'm very passionate about, and that is astrology when it comes to finding your life purpose. So astrology is something that I'm really passionate about. It's something I've been learning since I was very young, but it wasn't until recently that I started to use astrology to learn more about myself. Mostly I was interested in how astrology played out in others. So I would use it as a way to get to know others or to understand human behavior more, understand just the way people are and why they are the way they are. But and then I started to dive really deep into astrology on myself these past few years, I would say maybe these past three years or so on my self-discovery journey. And once I started to do that, a whole world opened for me where I realized, you know, astrology is something that comes so intuitively to me. It's something that really excites me to learn about the different archetypes in human consciousness and how it manifests through the different planets and the different signs and the different houses. It's very, very interesting. And so I wanted to talk about how you can actually use astrology to learn more about yourself, particularly when it comes to your life purpose. So this is actually a reading that I do as a coach, as a self-discovery coach. With astrology, there's a lot of different ways you can use it in different aspects of your life as well. So a lot of people look at astrology maybe of compatibility or of attraction when it comes to romantic relationships. So there's a lot of different aspects of your life you can use astrology for. And so in my coaching as a self-discovery coach, I use astrology to help illuminate your life purpose. And that's really what helped me a lot when it came to realizing that I was in a place in my life that was not aligned with my life purpose. I was not going in the direction that my natal chart was pointing towards. And it made so much sense why I wasn't happy where I was in life. And now I am more guided by my natal chart and I feel much more aligned with my truth, aligned with who I really am. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the gifts of astrology when it comes to discovering your life purpose, being more aligned and embodied and living out your purpose. I'm going to talk about the different aspects of astrology. So looking at your natal chart, looking at your different houses, looking at your north node is really important when it comes to your purpose and the direction that you're going in. Also, all the other signs and placements that are also important. So that's why I use this in my coaching. I don't really look at things like romance, at least not at this point. It's just not something that I feel drawn to do with others on a one-on-one basis. Although using the tools that you'll learn today in this podcast, you can certainly do that on your own. There's also many astrologers out there. If you are interested in using astrology to discover your purpose, to see what direction your natal chart is pointing towards, then this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. First, I wanted to talk about the start, where my journey with astrology started. 
I started learning astrology from my mom. She was very into it and she would talk about it. She loved watching Walter Mercado when Walter came on. That was kind of my introduction to astrology. And then my second introduction was her magazines. So her magazines were the TV Novela magazines, People in Espanol, Latina magazine. All these magazines had the horoscopes in the back, right? That's actually where I learned how to speak and write in Spanish and read in Spanish. To this day, in my family, I am the one who can speak the most fluent out of me and my brothers. I can write Spanish and I can read Spanish, whereas they can't because they, they didn't really have this outlet where they were able to teach themselves Spanish, right? Because we never went to school to learn Spanish. We just spoke it in the home while we spoke English in school. I think a lot of whoever, a lot of Latinos out there can relate to this. You may know Spanish and speak it well and fluently, but it's more this conversational Spanish and not so much with the writing and the reading. That was kind of the beginning, right? And then so throughout my life, I started to get my own magazines in English, Seventeen Magazine, Teen Vogue, I think, I don't know, all these other magazines, and I would look at the horoscopes. To this day, I don't really use horoscopes like that now that I know a little bit more about astrology I know how to go more in depth and I know just how surface level and generic sometimes those can be and I, I just personally don't relate to them to those horoscopes now that I have a much better understanding of how I can read transits and things like that and read my whole natal chart and different placements and go more in depth the back of the magazines where those daily horoscopes just don't do it for me but this origin story is really important to my story because it is this really precious part of me. It's where I started also this connection to myself and to my inner world from a very young age without really realizing it. Fast forward years later, I went into the teen angst stage in my life and then I got into college and throughout these years, I didn't have much time to share about astrology with other people or to really go in depth with astrology or to learn more about astrology because for one, I felt like I wasn't welcomed anymore. It wasn't something that my mom wanted to talk about anymore when she got more into Christianity and religion. I don't have any specific messages of my family or school saying astrology is bad, but somewhere along the way, I started to feel shame for the spiritual aspects of me that did want to learn about astrology. And so it was something that I ended up learning just on my own. And then came college. And so in college, I didn't have the outlet for it because college is highly academic. It's very scientific based. I had to shun away these more spiritual or esoteric passions of mine to fit in. With my friends, I did talk about it and that was always really nice. I have a lot of really good placements in my 11th house, which have to do with friendships and groups. I've always felt really comfortable being my true self, shining my light when it comes to my friend groups. But every other aspect, when it came to school and family and work, that was where I didn't feel like I could talk about this. So it didn't come until I was 25 when I started my spiritual awakening, the darkness before the dawn for me. I was in a really dark place and I was called to go within and discover my truth 
and figure out, okay, why am I unhappy? What is going on? That is when I started the self-discovery journey. And that is when I started to come back to astrology. There was more resources out there, a lot more books. Then when I was younger and when I was in college, a lot more people on YouTube, astrologers providing their services and giving out content and videos. So I started to get really, really into learning and going in depth and realizing and remembering just how fun and intuitive astrology was for me. Now I want to go into telling you how you can use astrology as a self-discovery tool for yourself. Whether or not astrology is something that has excited you or if it's something that new and you're maybe just looking for a new way to learn a little bit about yourself in a different way, maybe learn about your partner or your friends or other people in your life. Because the more we learn about ourselves, the more we can understand others. And astrology is a tool for that. Astrology is a reflection of our human consciousness. So I didn't know that I can use astrology for to find my purpose and for my own healing until recently. I wanted to pause here to give you this lesson that we have to remember that what we were drawn to as children is a part of our purpose. It's important to look back and to see, okay, what were those things that I was really interested in as a child? What were those things that I was really drawn to? Maybe the things that I really liked, but maybe I kept quiet about or felt ashamed of. Because sometimes our situation or society can make us want to suppress those true aspects of who we are. At least in my case, I had to come back to that. I had to come back to my inner child and understand, okay, what were the situations that made me push? down the things that I was really interested in. The suppression of the self is a whole other video that I will go into, but it's really important. So how is astrology a good self-discovery tool? The way that I use astrology is a way to affirm the experience that we are already on. It is able to reveal these habitual patterns and behaviors that we have and bring light to them, shine light to them, almost like a spotlight. We're able to shine a light on these different aspects of who we are, different aspects of consciousness, different areas of our life. And the way that it manifests in every individual is very different because we were all born at a different time. And so your natal chart is a snapshot of what the sky looked like in the exact moment that you were born. And what I believe is that it is all on purpose. I believe that my soul chose the exact moment the exact family, the exact characteristics in my natal chart, the exact life lessons that I would need to help me manifest this blueprint that my natal chart created. Looking at your natal chart is able to help you remember and help you be guided by that original blueprint that you had on the exact moment that you were born. Because life will take us elsewhere. Life will veer us off our course. One way that we can know that we are veered off our course is how we feel. If we don't feel in 
alignment, in joy, in purpose, and in flow, then that's a signal for us to stop and to be like, okay, well, where did I go off my path, go off my journey? Maybe I'm so far off that I can't find the way anymore and I need to go look back at my map, at my original map. And that's what the natal chart is. It's not to say that it's bad veering off and wandering off because we do have free will and we are able to make decisions that we want. We don't have to take our natal chart so seriously where we feel controlled by it or feel in fear about it. It's not about that. It's this tool to help us come back to ourselves. When we look at our natal chart, we're able to see the tools that we chose to bring into this existence so with our personality and origin story but what we do with these tools is up to us i wanted to start out first some things to remember when you are either looking at your astrology chart thinking about all the information that i'm going to give you in this episode or if you are ever reading an app or a website that tells you about your astrology chart or getting an astrology reading by a professional some things to remember planets are more about your personality, it's about different archetypes of humanity, of human existence. And so they represent, for example, Mars represents this aspect of human nature that is very in, maybe intense, courageous, go-getter, a fighter, while Venus represents the aspect of humanity that is very beautiful and gentle and feminine and free-flowing. And Jupiter represents aspects of humanity that are very expansive and lucky and optimistic and large. All of these planets have different archetypes, whereas we also have different signs. So these are the astrological signs. Could be a Pisces or Aries or Virgo. These are how these different planets are manifesting uniquely in each individual because we each have a different assortment of signs and planets in different houses. Signs are able to tell us how the embodiment of these archetypes are unique to each individual. Each sign corresponds to a different planet and then also a different house. And so there's 12 different houses. There's also 12 12 different signs and there's 12 different houses in astrology and so these houses represent different aspects of our life for example the first house represents who we are our identity it's our appearance it's how the world sees us in our physical body whereas maybe the seventh house is the opposite of that it's us in relationship to others so romantic relationships or partnership whereas the second house has to do more about the material parts of our life when it comes to money making money our material possessions each of these different houses represent a different aspect of our life overall it's important to remember that astrology is a way to guide us on our path to help us heal to help us explore ourselves and to help us notice these habitual patterns that are happening in these different areas of our life now i wanted to go more in depth of how you can use astrology as a self-discovery tool when you're looking at astrology it's important for you to make your own interpretations even if you're working with a professional astrologer this is the reason why it's important for me to have my astrology sessions be 
one-on-one with people because I love hearing from them how they interpret what I am reflecting back to them about their chart. I want them to tell me about how it reflects into their lives. I don't know their lives. I can't just tell them and speak it through, you know? I can I can affirm and say, oh, this makes total sense because of this placement that you have. And I can tell them what their needle chart means, but ultimately they're the ones who know their lives. Nobody knows your life more than you do. And I love it when clients are able to say, you know what, I also see it reflected in this way of my life. Or, you know, I, I think it's interesting that you say that, but this is what I think it means. So that's why it's so important for me to do these face-to-face one-on-one sessions with people. Well, I do it through Zoom face-to-face, but I am really called to offer this, to offer astrology in a way that is able to hold space for people and allowing this back and forth communication because for one, my North Node is in my seventh house. So one-on-one back and forth conversations are a huge part of living out my purpose and what I'm very drawn to. Another thing is it's really important for you to have discernment about what applies to you and what doesn't while still having that other person, somebody, whether it's a coach like me or an astrology reader to guide you to seeing where the aspects of your purpose really pop out in that chart, where your mission and your story shine through your natal chart so that you're able to see your life through a new lens, through someone else's eyes, not just the narrow lens that you've seen your life in. One very last thing that I wanted to tell you to keep in mind when you are looking at your chart, maybe when you get an astrology reading and after, and this message is also out to anybody who works with me, and I try to remind people this as well, is that after you do this in-depth work of learning about yourself deeper, it's going to be so, so important for you to give yourself a lot of care, a lot of rest, patience, compassion, because it can be a lot to process to see how your chart reveals these patterns that are in your chart that reveal to you the patterns of your childhood, maybe of your ancestry, of your family of origin, of your relationship patterns, things like that. It can be pretty intense and so it's really important for you to give yourself a lot of rest to really integrate and especially being kind to your body, getting rest, doing that self-care and being still after that to help you integrate. All right, so now moving on. Now I'm going to talk about the important aspects that I look at. These are the main things that I go through with people in general, that I go through with everybody, but there are additional things that I will bring up in a session depending on the chart because as I said, everybody has different charts. Certain people, maybe their career is a huge part of their chart. Other people, maybe their family life is a huge part of their chart. Everybody has a different chart. And so there's going to be different things that stand out. But what I'm going to talk about today is some of the main things that I look at and that you can look at when it comes to finding your purpose. The very first thing is your north node and your south node. Now, not every astrologer will look at this as the main defining point of your of looking at your life purpose. For example, one of my favorite teachers that talks about finding your purpose through your natal chart is Chani Nicholas. Chani Nicholas has a book called You Were Born for This. So one thing that 
Chani looks a lot at is the sun, moon, and the ascendant. So I'll talk about how those are really important, but those aren't the only things that I look at. So I'll talk about those three things, but I also look at many other aspects. So first, starting with the north node and the south node. So the north node is very important because it is what your chart is pointing toward. So you will find that your north node and your south node are going to be in a certain house and are going to be in a certain sign, yet they are not a planet. But still, you can use it to help guide you because it's going to be kind of like that north star. So it is something outside of us. It's something that we are guided towards. While the planets are inside of us, they are parts of us, part of our personality, part of our traits. They are manifested within us and in our lives. The North Node is kind of outside of us, but it is like a magnet or like a pull of where we're going toward. While our South Node is where we're coming from. For people who believe in reincarnation and past lives, sometimes they say that your South Node is is where you're coming from, as in from a past life. So this could be something that you mastered in a past life or that was really prevalent in a past life. Whereas now in this life, we are drawn to, to experience the opposite for the expansion of the universe. That's where our North Node comes in. It's something our North Node is going to be the very opposite. And so the North Node and the South Node are always opposite from one another. And that's something that we're moving towards in this lifetime. Or for those who do not believe in reincarnation, we can think of it as something from our early life. Our South Node could be these patterns and things that were very prevalent when we were younger in our childhood and upbringing. So now we're being called to experience the opposite. We needed that contrast of our childhood to help us and to reveal to us where our soul really wants to go to, to experience the opposite and to heal from a lot of these south node things. This push and pull between the south and the north node is something that I talk about a lot because it is something that we all experience. Our south node can be something that we feel very comfortable in because it's something maybe we've always known, whereas it can be a little bit harder to embody and get into our north node because it's something new. It's something we've never experienced before. I've certainly felt that the characteristics and the styles of my south node are something that I feel really comfortable in. Whereas when it comes to my north node, I have to work hard at achieving it. The sign that they're in is going to be very important. Also, the house that is in is also going to be very important. So next is the sun, moon, and ascendant. So like I said, Chani Nicholas in the book, we are You Were Born for This, they talk a lot about how these three parts of your natal chart are really important to revealing your purpose because your sun is a representation of who you are when you are most yourself. Think of the sun as you when you are shining like the sun, when you are your fullest self, your fullest expression. And that reveals our purpose because our purpose is us living as our fullest, shiniest, brightest self. 
And then there's the moon that tells us about our emotions and our needs. This is really important for finding our purpose because it tells us about every day, what we need to be doing every day to reach our purpose and to live out our purpose. The moon changes every two and a half days or so. It's constantly in flux, constantly changing. And it's something that we constantly have to attend to so that we continue to stay on our path and to feel always like we're getting our needs met to always feel rejuvenated for example my moon is in Sagittarius and something that I need to always feel rejuvenated on a daily basis are very Sagittarius things which are learning about philosophy psychology spirituality gaining higher wisdom traveling learning about different cultures those are Sagittarius things and that's something that I need on a daily basis it's why I am doing what I'm doing of coaching and learning about spirituality because it allows me to learn something new every day about spirituality and about wisdom and seeking higher knowledge. And then there's the ascendant. The ascendant is also really important because it helps us understand what motivates us on our path of living out our purpose. It also tells us a lot about how other people see us. I also look at the midhaven. This is really important because it's the house of career it's also the house of your public image of your legacy so how do other people see my legacy or or see me as being known for in my public image and this is really important because in this society in this day and age our careers are a huge part of our lives and not everybody but a lot of people will correlate with living their purpose with their career and so I don't use this to say that your purpose should always be a part of your career or it would be really nice to be monetarily compensated for what we love to do and what our purpose is but that's not always the case but I just do that because generally when people are seeking out my services it's because they have questions about their career there and um, what their chart might say about what they will be known for and then some other aspects that I tend to look at that really stand out to me when I'm looking at somebody's chart and doing a reading about their life purpose are Jupiter, Chiron, Uranus, and Neptune. Chiron is more known as the wounded healer because it can reveal to us where we have this deep wounding inside. And usually this deep wounding begins in our childhood and is reflected in our childhood. And I'll go through all of this and use examples in my own life also before the video is over. And so the reason that Chiron is something that I look at is because when I looked at my Chiron in terms of finding my purpose, a light bulb came off. I was like, wow, that is why this aspect of my life is so difficult. And then that just gave me this motivation to want to heal that so that I can move forward with my life and not have that burden of this wounded aspect of me keep me in this place. And I was a when I, once I was able to acknowledge that Chiron and heal that part of me, then I was able to move forward to be able to live out my purpose, right? 
And then there's Jupiter. The reason I look at Jupiter is because Jupiter is the planet of luck, the planet of abundance. The reason this is important when looking at your purpose is because this will tell you what aspects of your life come really easy for you, where you don't really have to worry. For me, what this did was got this weight off of my shoulder of like, okay, you know, there's all these different things that I do have to worry about, you know, healing the Chiron and all these other aspects. But wherever this Jupiter is, I don't have to worry about it. I am smooth sailing. Like, you're good. And I think that this gives people a lot of relief of learning about this because they're able to use that to their advantage when it comes to living out their purpose and know that this placement is lucky for a reason. It's lucky to you for a very special purpose. And then there's Uranus. This planet is known to be a rebellious planet. You can think of it as where your Uranus is in your chart. Think of it as this is the the place where you tend to want to rebel, where you tend to have more revolutionary types of beliefs. It's where you might feel like an outcast, maybe. It's where you may feel different, where you may feel like an outcast. It's where you are meant to pave the way to do something different, to show the world that it doesn't have to be this same old, same old way, the way we all do it, the way we all conform to doing things. No, I am here to rebel against that and to be a revolutionary and do something different. And then there's Neptune. This is a planet of illusions and disillusions. The reason I use this when it comes to readings is because this can reveal to us where we are living a little bit too much in our dream world, maybe in our fantasy world, not being super realistic. So when I say illusions and disillusions, wherever your Neptune is, and also the sign kind of talks about the style that it will manifest in, but where your Neptune is located in which house will tell us, okay, in this place in my life, I tend to have maybe these really high expectations. I maybe live in this dream world, have a lot of fantasies about how things should go. And then that could break and shatter instantly. And maybe it tends to break and shatter quite often too, is what I found with my Neptune. And I had to learn that. And for me, when I learned where my Neptune was, I was like, well, that makes so much sense why I did have these dreams that weren't always so realistic to what was happening. Now I wanted to go into talking about how all of these manifest in my chart, just so you can have a little bit of an example. And then what you can do is go find online. There's many websites that you can look up your chart. What you're going to do is you're going to go back and look at your chart and see, okay, where are all all these planets and, and different placements in my chart and see if you can find any patterns of how it manifests in your life and to get a little bit more clear about where you are, where you're going, about your path. Or you can also go to my website, laurakrobles.com and you can book a reading with me and I can go through all of this with you and I'll tell you how it manifests and translates in your chart and we'll have an awesome fun conversation about how it manifests in your chart and then I'll also help coach you through how you can become more aligned with your purpose and your goals that you have for yourself using the help and the wisdom of your life blueprint.
starting with my north node and my south node. So the north node and the south node change around every two and a half years or so, I believe. So anybody who was born around your same time, you know, in your same grade group, maybe age group, will probably have the same north node and south node as you do. And so with my generation, I was born in 1994. Our north node is Scorpio, while our south node is in Taurus. What this means for me is that my north node or my life purpose is pointing me towards Scorpio things. That means that I am really drawn to seek transformation while the south node is in Taurus and that means that a place that I am very comfortable in is in these Taurus south node things so things like the material world things like creating financial abundance in my day-to-day and something that I am being called to do is release these comforts of the material world of feeling like I always got to be making money or something like that and move into this place of transformation so the house that it's in is also going to be very important for me it could be that my friends and my peers might have a similar north node and a south node yet how it manifests or the area it manifests into their lives is going to be different where it manifests in my life is my south node is in the first house and my north node is in the seventh house the north node and the south node are always going to be opposite signs And also the house that it's in is always going to be opposite or six houses away from each other since there's 12 houses, so one and seven. This represents this back and forth tension between me as an individual, my ego self, my personality, how people see me, my identity, and me independent of anyone else. Whereas my north node is calling me towards being in partnership. The house that they are in is going to tell you what aspect of your life you are feeling drawn to focus on and in my early life it was very much about me being on my own being solo I didn't ever really date I wasn't ever really into having relationships until I started to be called to grow more into my purpose and that's when I started to get more into wanting to seek relationship and partnership and that's reflected in this north node in the seventh house south node in the first house. Also, my 10th house is in Capricorn. That tells me the style of my that 10th house of my career. Capricorn is already presented by the 10th house. It had, there's a lot of similarities there. My Capricorn feels really good and at home, meaning that I feel really good when it comes to my career and the pursuit of my career. But my Uranus is in my 10th house. That means for me is this place where I want to be a revolutionary, where I do want to kind of go rebel against what is the norm what society expects of me is in this house of career in the house of my public image I certainly see this in my life I mean I am in a career that I am having to create and to define for myself it's not set in stone I've had opportunities to pursue other careers that were more maybe traditional, like I was in a um, a graduate program for PhD. My parents encouraged me to first to become like a lawyer or a doctor, something that was really traditional or very well known in society, very esteemed, but in tension with my happiness. And now I see it's because I was not meant to follow a path in my career that is traditional, that is something that's well known. I am meant to pave the way for some new to create something new 
and define it for myself with this Uranus placement in my 10th house. So that's why looking at where your Uranus is can explain a lot about like, okay, well, why haven't I wanted to do things in this aspect of my life the way that everybody has been telling me to do it, right? And then we can think of Neptune. So Neptune and how it reflects in my life. This is the planet of the illusions and the disillusions. So my Neptune is in my ninth house. The ninth house could represent the pursuit of higher education, of seeking knowledge and wisdom. So the way that I saw this reflected in my life is that when I was in higher education, in education after high school for about 10 years, so from up until I was 18 years old until about 28, until when I turned 28 this year, I was in the whole realm of higher education and I saw this pattern of illusions and disillusions replay themselves over and over again and I felt like I was trapped in this cycle of having these high hopes and high expectations for higher education, maybe starting when I was in my bachelor program of saying like, oh, you know, I'm going to become a doctor and I did like the pre-med and then reality hit me real quick when I was not able to get those grades that I needed to pursue that degree and so I was like okay well you know actually I'm much more interested in my psychology classes and so you know I'm going to become a psychologist and so I had again these big dreams these illusions these wishing big in this area and then I felt this disillusion happened again where I was like well I don't know how to pursue a degree in psychology I wasn't very connected to the department I didn't know anybody who did this I didn't have any really connections so I didn't really know how to pursue that track and then again I had this opportunity to go to this other graduate program for a PhD program in uh, communication and I had these again high hopes like oh okay well yeah I can do this I can become a a professor I'm gonna get a doctorate I'm gonna make my parents so proud and and you know these high hopes these high dreams but I wasn't looking at the reality of the situation I wasn't looking at the day-to-day the work that really it was going to take for me to do that and the commitment and I had to suppress and hide away these truer parts of me in order to be there to continue to fulfill these dreams that I was having that I was creating and again I, I, I experienced this disillusion of like oh well like this is miserable I, I'm why am I did I am I so sick why am I feeling so depressed here in this program with a lot of anxiety again these disillusions and then I was like okay well it's because I'm not where I'm supposed to be and I learned that and then I actually got into like another program that was more in line with what I wanted to do with counseling I love working with people one-on-one counseling is the way to go with mental health clinical counseling I got into this program and it was like okay I was so excited all these dreams and illusions and in in this thing this dreams of having my own private practice and all this stuff and then I got into it and I realized like no this is not something that I want to do this is not something that I aligned with me the day-to-day requirements that that career path required was not aligned with my values and what I was learning was not the way that I felt called to help people again there was this shattering that is all just to give you a little bit of an example of how Neptune can be helpful to get us 
out of these patterns of illusions and disillusions, these patterns where we can maybe get stuck in and, and shine a light onto that and help somebody see how this is reflecting in your life. Let's go into Chiron, the wounded healer, and how this reflects into my life. My Chiron is in the fifth house. So the fifth house is this house of Leo things because Leo is also represented by the fifth house. Also think about it as the sun. Leos really want to shine bright. Things with the fifth house are things that have to do with creativity, with being in the spotlight, with childlike joy, with being very prideful in yourself and creativity. So these are all places of wounding for me and the way that I interpret it in my life is that from a very young age, I had to grow up quick. I was the only girl out of my siblings in my house. From a very young age, I had to take care of my younger brothers. It wasn't my brothers that had to stay home and take care of them. It was me. You know, my brothers were in their sports. They went out to go play with their friends. I was the one also who spoke the best Spanish. I was told that I was very responsible and that I could do things and I could help my family figure things out. I always went with my parents' appointments. I would make phone calls for them and, and interpret phone calls for them in English. I would fill out paperwork for them, translate paperwork for them. From a very young age, I, I knew how to do all these things. And looking back, I can see that was my personality. I am naturally somebody who is very helpful and wants to help and wants to be of service but what that meant was that I couldn't be a regular child with regular child responsibilities and duties from the time I was six years old when my youngest brother was born I, I had a lot of these really important duties that is where that wounding comes from and it wasn't until I was about until I was older and an adult and I left the household that I started to actually embrace the fun and the childlike nature Another thing, um, my Chiron is also in Virgo. So it's in the fifth house, but it's in Virgo. And I also see this play out in my work setting. So I noticed, and this is something I constantly have to work at, that in my work settings, when it comes to work, I mean like my like nine to five jobs type of thing, not so much career, the careers that I'm pursuing now, but in the past, in the jobs that I've had, like when I was in college and things like that to make money, I, I felt like I couldn't be playful with my coworkers. I couldn't have fun and let loose and be creative. I always had to, you know, make sure I was doing the right thing and not getting in trouble and, and always getting in on time. And that creativity and that playfulness wasn't able to manifest in my work setting. That's where I see Chiron and the wounded healer. And then finally, I wanted to also talk about my life, Jupiter, where I see Jupiter. So my Jupiter is in my sixth house. It's kind of ironic because I'm saying this as I have a cold. So it's what aspect of your life you are very lucky in. My sixth house, I've been very lucky in sixth house things. So what are sixth house things? They are things like your work. It is your day-to-day, -day, your day-to-day -day work, not so much your career. Again, the 10th house is more of your career, but your sixth house is more of the work and the jobs that you do maybe before your career. I think normally I have just applied for jobs and gotten the first thing and have easy, smooth process with the interview and have a really good work setting when it comes to my boss. Even with my coworkers, I've always felt really lucky. And then also when it comes to my health, I've always felt really lucky with my 
health. Taking care of my health has always come very intuitively for me. So that's another way that I see that Jupiter represented in my chart. All right, those are all the things that I really wanted to introduce here in this video. Astrology is something that I am really passionate about, so I know I'll be doing a lot of podcasts about this. If there's anything that I went over that you want me to prioritize going more in depth, I know I do want to go more in depth in the North Node and the South Node. I also would like to do a video expanding more on the Sun, Moon, and the Ascendant and the way that Chani Nicholas, the astrologer, talks about them. I also have a YouTube channel for my coaching. So I have the YouTube channel for this podcast, Seeking Sabiduria, but I also have a coaching YouTube channel for help and resources for my clients. And I have a playlist on there with videos from some of my favorite astrologers, people that I have learned from, gained a lot of wisdom from them. You can see specific videos from them that I really like, but all of their channels in general have so much wisdom, so much knowledge. You know, on this podcast, I'm so for the pursuit of wisdom and knowledge seeking as a Sagittarius moon. This is just all right up in my alley. So that's another resource for you. So thank you so much for listening. I also want to close this out with saying use your intuition when it comes to astrology. You have so much intuition. Some ways that you can tune in with that intuition is being still, coming to the moment, coming to the present moment, meditation, yoga, or whatever practice you use to bring you into the moment is such a good way to hone in onto your intuition. Know that nobody can tell you what to do in life because you're the one who has the power to make these decisions. You have free will and astrology is not a way to predict the future or for somebody to tell you the easy way out, to tell you what decisions to make. Only you can do that and you have the power to do that. You have so much power and strength to do that. But if you are struggling to get there, struggling to remember, where did I maybe veer off of my path? Looking back to your childhood, okay, when I was younger, I was really passionate about these things, but I let that stuff go and lost touch with my innate intuition and my creativity. Astrology is a way to help you get back to it. And doing astrology with somebody else is a way to help somebody else and if you want to look at your astrology chart in a way that's more guided, of course, go to my website, laurakrobles.com. I have an offer on there for a astrology life purpose reading. I call it the North Node Astrology Session. North Node is really important to knowing kind of what that life direction is. Also, don't forget that when you are in these sessions to use your own interpretations because it's your life. You're the one who knows all the details and juicy stories that you've experienced and how your natal chart reflects all these experiences, right? And so don't be afraid to bring these things up to the astrologer that you're working with so that you can both interpret it together and figure it out together in a collaborative way. Thank you all. This is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see y'all next time.